Hello, beautiful people. My guest today is Joe Delaney, and Joe is a YouTuber, but that doesn't really give the real description of who Joe Delaney is. He is a fitness enthusiast, he's a philosopher, and he's an original thinker. And I have had the pleasure of getting to know Joe through his YouTube content for the past three or four years. Like Rob Lipset, he was one of the first people to influence me to lift weights and one of the first guides I had along that journey. But while I was first drawn into the lifting weights aspect of it, of Joe's channel, I eventually was brought in to the way he thinks and the way his mind works. And so this episode is the longest episode I will have released and recorded thus far. And it didn't disappoint. I hope you enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed it. And if you really do like it, if you enjoy this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. It'll help this podcast go round. And without further ado, this is my conversation with Joe Delaney. Interesting people, thought-provoking conversations, nutrition for your brain. Journey through the minds of the world's top performers and discover what it really takes to achieve your highest version. This is the Danny Miranda Podcast. Joe, so... The reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast is one, because I've been following your stuff for a long time, but two, because on October 18th, I I wrote a journal entry and I listed you as someone who has cultivated their energy. Do you think that's accurate? And if it is, what do you think has led to you cultivating your energy? Okay, so... I mean, define these terms, define energy for me, because that's that's one of these terms, right? It floats around and, it, you know, it's like a very loose term that people can just apply their own definition to. So if you tell me what that means or what, what it means in this context, then, I, then I'll answer your question. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, to give you some examples of other people that I I put in that category, it was Rob Lipset. Joe Dispenza and my yoga teacher. What what I think I meant by it was just that you had a way of being that seemed like you were self-aware and expressed yourself as you truly are or were in videos that I've watched. So I think that's what I was getting at by cultivating your energy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then the, the other part of that is cultivating and, and then you get into a, a question of like how much of how you are is truly intentional. You know, how much is it the illusion of your own intention, <laughs> you know, and, and what would you be like anyway? Do you know what I mean? So, so when you said like, <clears throat> when you mentioned the other people, Rob Lipset is there is 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 different right 
And I don't think that his energy is, I think he wakes up and before he has, before a thought goes through his mind, he's got that energy. Do you know what I mean? I don't think like, like I don't think that he has purposely ever thought, I mean, maybe he has, maybe he has, but the impression I get from being with him and hanging around with him is that that's, there's something just about that it's it's there's something in his genes or, or something. Do you know what I mean? It couldn't like he couldn't turn that off. You know what I mean? Um <clears throat> I suppose I I suppose I, I am probably more I suppose you could apply the word the word cultivated, but you know it's very hard because you, you, you if I try and think back, right? I go back to probably before I started YouTube and there was certainly like periods of my life where I just felt like pretty normal, right? Now, again, you have to be careful using the word normal because it's as if you're saying that you're not, you know, I don't want to be like not relatable on that, you know. Anyway, those periods of my life where I felt pretty normal, right? And then those periods of my life later where I felt not that normal, you know what I mean? where I just felt more than like, I felt more, I suppose I'm trying to evade like terms that are just, that are going to be too vague to get anything from. Right. I don't just want to talk and, and say things like that, that, that no one can actually like get anything from, but I suppose like, for me, it was a process getting from uh, living less authentically to living more authentically. Do you know what I mean? That was a process. Like, I don't feel like I woke up and just suddenly, I feel like it was a lot of like thought and gradual realizations. Uh, and it wasn't just something, it probably is something you're born with, right? But then yeah, that's, you're born not knowing any different and then gradually you know depending on whatever most of us by the time we get to adults we've lost a lot of the good shit you have as a, as a child and then you have to like get it back again you know what i mean now some things about some changes that happen as you grow up um relating to like risk aversion or self-consciousness or, or anything like that some of them do serve a purpose like of course because like when you're a child somebody else makes sure you don't die right or when you're a grown-up you have to make sure you don't die right and so like there, there, there are purposes to these things but like some of them uh, either we take them too far or they don't really it's just a it's just a natural uh consequence of like all the things you go through in adolescence and early life and then by the time you get to being a grown-up you're like oh i wish it was a bit more like a kid do you know what i mean i wish it was like i wish it was as carefree as a kid as like when you're a kid you don't know what it's like to be embarrassed right you don't know what embarrassment is uh you don't know what it's like to feel self-conscious about something uh, you, you don't have any even concept of like social anxiety or all, all, all that kind of stuff. And you can, and I feel like 
you have to go through a process to get that shit back, you know. But I suppose that depends on, on what your life is like up to that point, right? You know. Yeah, and it's funny because when you're a kid, or at least when I was a kid, all I was thinking was, can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to drink alcohol. I can't wait to do all these things that adults do. Mm. Um, but when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I wish for all that stuff that I was a kid. Give me all that stuff. So it's kind of funny how we're like always longing and always thinking, oh, the grass is always greener over there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that that is probably true, though, in every, you know, whichever direction you look in. And, and it's actually, it's not just that you, it, it kind of works both ways. Like you might look back on a period of your life and and actually imagine it to be, you know, better than it was really, or imagine you to be happier than you were or whatever it is right because you're just so you've you're kind of but what does it matter right that's the point right what does it matter because it's just a memory right so let's say i i go on holiday and i and it's not that great but then two years later i'm looking back on it and i'm like wow that was sick like you know then then it was sick then there you go like it was sick now Do you know what I mean? So, like, in a sense, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's getting quite philosophical into like real versus versus utility, like, isn't it? In a way, because you've recorded so much of yourself and documented so much of your life, how often do you think that happens where you're looking back and you're like, wow, that was actually not that sick in real life? And then you're looking back at the video and you're like, wow, that looks pretty sick. Yeah. See, I think like, I definitely noticed that, right. It's definitely happened. Cause like I look back at, you know, every, every, most things are better looking forward to them or looking back on them because most of the time you're not really there anyway. <laughs> Because you're just looking forward to something else or back on something else, right? And so it, it's like, but I mean, probably a lot. But but again, it doesn't matter. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I try not to be too to 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 dwell too much. Like once the past is past, I don't really ruminate on it too much. I don't really sit there and think. Like I enjoy looking at old photos. Uh, like old videos and stuff uh, <clears throat> but I won't really sit there and regret or or, or or think like oh I wish it was like that you know what I mean or like oh it, you know because you've just got once you fully understand that you've you've not got and it doesn't it's not real one it's just the same as it's just the same as the way you think about the future isn't it all, all it is is that when you envisage the future, maybe things, the actual images in your head are a little less, there's a little less clarity on them. They're not quite so vivid. Whereas when you remember the past, just the pictures are more vivid, but it's still the same. It's still just a, it's just a scenario in your head. Like, <laughs> and so, although, I mean, in a way it's great, right? Because you don't film the shit parts, right? You just film the sick stuff. So I watch videos and I'm like, that was sick, right? And then I, when I'm 90, I look at a load of these videos and I'll be like, wow, that was great. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> that was great. Because you know, like the fact is, right? No matter how in the moment you live, no matter how like present you are, some stuff's just normal, man. Most of life is pretty normal, like you know what I mean. It's just normal shit every day. Supermarket, you know, walking down the street, waiting. You're on hold to the bank, whatever it is, right? <laughs> normal shit, and uh, like that's just a that's just a fact of life, right? But luckily, we live long enough. Like our lifespan, psh, decent, right? You know, good enough that you can do that. You can be on hold. You can be stuck in traffic, still fit a lot of good shit in there before you die. Right? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose there's, there's, I've got a highlight reel, but, but in the same sense, even if the video is sick, it's nothing's the same as being there, man. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, although I've recorded a lot, I don't, I don't, it's just there. It's just files. Do you know what I mean? It's just files for me. You know? Do you feel like you're happiest in the present moment? What do you mean? Do you mean am I happiest right now? <laughs> are you as happiest? To... Are you happiest when you're in the present moment, as opposed to oh. looking back or looking forward? Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But but you you only because sometimes even good memories aren't a good feeling to think about. Because a good memory can be a bit of like, oh, there's a bit like, wow, that was so good that it makes me feel a little bit sick. Like sometimes I, I think back to things and I'm like, wow, I feel like this is, although that was really good, the memory of it, thinking about it might not be that pleasant because I, I don't know what it is. It's maybe that maybe you're thinking, shit, that was then and this is now. I'm not there now. Or, or but I haven't really pinpointed that down. All I know is that I think about like, you know, Ibiza 2015 or something, 2014, whatever, or, or many times throughout my life, like 20, 2011, when I first traveled on my own and stuff. And some parts of it just make me feel just a little bit like nauseous. Man. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're comparing yourself to... I, who knows? I, I haven't I haven't picked that apart. I'm not much of a... For all I talk, I don't spend much time on introspection. Do you know what I mean? I don't spend much Wild. time trying to trying to pull things apart and say, no, you know, like I think about that in the moment. Like, so right now, if I feel like pissed off about something, I'm like, right, what I'm pissed off about, why I'm pissed off about it. Should I be pissed off? Can I not be pissed? Right. But I don't think, I think too much analysis of every single thing that pops in and out of your head is just a, a, a waste of time and B, it can just be a rabbit hole that there isn't actually no end to because you can peel back layers like, but, you know, there might be infinite layers, right? That date back to when you were like six months old, right? And do you want to do that or do you want to just get on with your life? Like I'm, 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 I'm certainly like, although I enjoy talking philosophically and I enjoy like what's, what I suppose we could say quote unquote deep conversations I'm really not a fan of sitting there and thinking about, you know, every little like thought that's ever popped into my head and, and why and the reasons behind it. And, you know, because I, I don't feel like, I feel like if you're, if you're fine, right. If I'm sat here on this chair now and I feel pretty good, right. 
I'm fine. I'm great. Right. So there you go. What else? Like, what's the problem? Man? Is it not, is it just, it's, not, it's not necessary to think like, oh, last week I felt a bit sad and like, you know, maybe that's related to my own insecurities about this. And like, it doesn't have to be that complicated, you know, like, so yeah. I, I forgot what your original question was. Am I happiest in the present moment when I'm being present? Uh, for sure. I think everyone is, aren't they? Everyone. Hopefully. I hope everyone is. Yeah. But you know, your moments of, cl- your moments of like true perspective and like clarity, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're just moments. Like you can't live. It's hard to live like that, man. Maybe some people live like that. Maybe, you know, the, the Dalai Lama lives like that, man. But for the rest of us, you just you just have moments, mate. Appreciate a moment. Just carry on with your life. Wait for the next one. I want to push back on the introspection piece because okay. I I've sat with my thoughts for a long time, or longer than I ever have in the past in the past year or two years because COVID and then forced to just sit down and evaluate and see where some of my insecurities came from mm-hmm. and <clears throat> realizing that some of the situations in which someone else harmed me or I harmed someone, I was still holding on to. And then when I recognized that I was able to forgive that person or forgive myself for that situation. And I felt so much lighter because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, so I'm sure that the, the productive introspection exists, right? I'm just saying not all introspection is productive. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? If it's something that, because, you know, if it's something that is going to solve some kind of problem in in your life or in how you interact with other people or how you do career wise or how you think about yourself, then fair enough. Do what you got to do. Sort your shit out. Right. But, uh, but I feel like we are in almost a, a culture of like, making up problems to some extent right you know what i mean um, and again you have to pass the you know i'm not talking black and white here i'm not saying that no nobody's problems are valid i'm just saying not all of them are like that's fair right and so like if you're going to spend time thinking about why you think this and why you think that and where you're you know but but it comes down to the fact that like the, one of my, one of the kind of, I don't know, I don't like mantra because it sounds cheesy, but I like to say to myself, if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. Right. And that's how, and, and I define problem by, does it affect my life? Right. Negatively. Do you know what I mean? Does it, does it, right. So, so let's say like, as a, as a basic example, let's say like I track my uh, calories uh, and how much proteins and everything, right? And, and every time I eat something, I put it in my phone, right? And then somebody might say, every time you look at food, do you think about how much calorie, how many calories? And, and I might say, yeah, it's just kind of automatic, right? And they might say, well, aren't you obsessed with food? And I'm like, well, I don't really give a shit. I don't know. It doesn't really affect my life. It just, do you know what I mean? Am I obsessed? Like, what, what, what do you mean? It's just, a, just, just, just naming something. But like, if it's not a problem now, I mean, I don't track everything. I'm just trying to think of a basic example. Let's say you work a lot, right? And someone says you're a workaholic. Well, 
what if it doesn't negatively affect my life whatsoever right what you know that there are there are lots of people there are people even with like what could easily be defined as like disorders in terms of like personality disorders but still function function on a on a on a good or high level right and and it doesn't so let's say you know you essentially what i'm trying to say is like if i i will only try and address something if it's actually causing me actual problems like right and, and if it's not then i won't and, and so of course i'm sure because i can't sit here and say right in the moment if i feel uh if i feel angry or sad then you know i'll try and kind of analyze that and figure out why i can't say that's okay but say it's not okay retrospectively you know of course it is of course you need to there are times when you need to figure out why you're thinking what you're thinking instead of just thinking what you're thinking right um so like of, of course there are times when it's going to be productive for you to to do that and to figure your shit out but i just don't think that it's always necessarily productive and i think that in a sense like our culture these days is a bit too you know i really like i like when people just got on with shit you know what i mean and now like the the trouble with saying that these days is 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 because people will interpret that as the extreme in its most extreme form which is something along the lines of uh are you saying that people's you know issues you know aren't valid unless they you know so you know, it's like you're belittling like mental health and like people you know but that's the far that's a that's a an extreme like perversion of what i'm actually trying to say do you know what i mean and and i, and I suppose it comes down to the fundamental like reason why we have a lot of societal issues particularly around like conversation you know whether that's on social media or anything else and it's just that just pass the fucking nuance man just be able to fucking have you know sense some kind of context and not take everything to its extreme you know or in its most basic form so i hope i justified my uh <laughs> my uh lack of introspection why do you think that our culture has had such a difficult time just getting onto it onto the next thing and why do you think we make such a big make such a big deal about problems that in your respect or your view aren't valid listen right it's easy for me obviously i'm not trying to say i'm just me right so all i know is uh my own problems or lack thereof right and so so i can't i can't say that anyone else is individually are uh valid or invalid right you know you know um but i think that there's definitely a combination of factors that have contributed to what i would say uh 
is or what I would describe as too much sitting there and fucking thinking about shit in your bedroom and reading books about how you're supposed to live your fucking life, right? So you can quote that, (laughs) right? You've got like a self-improvement industry, which is an industry, right? And like self-improvement feels great, man. Feels nice. Read a book about how you're going to be like a better person. Think about it a bit, you know, get a notepad, fresh new notepad, treat yourself, right? Write all these things that you're going to do. You know, it's just a little like exercise and just like indulging yourself, right? Uh, And then like you can envisage, you can sit there and just imagine like how great you're going to be once you've done all the, once you've carried out all these improvements on yourself, right? Now, what's the actual utility of that and how, how, again, you have to figure out like what is productive, right? And I'm not saying that it's never productive to, you know, analyze things, right? Of course it is at times, but I think it's more productive to like leave your bedroom and just do some shit. It's more productive to just speak to other people, right? Like a great, like, you can, so if you're feeling bad about yourself, right, there's a couple of ways to fix it, right? You can sit there and think, why do I feel bad about myself? Do I need to address some underlying issue, right? Or just go out with your mates, You'll probably forget about it. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that that's going to fix everyone's issues, of course. But like, there's always, often there's a simpler solution, right? And I, I think that if we, I think that we're encouraged, right, to to overanalyze, right, but by, by being, but because the, the pendulum swung, right, because like now you'll hear stuff, right, like let's talk about mental health because, right, this is this is a this is a big faux pas from me to to be well, anyway, right. I'm gonna carry on. So it was right let's talk about mental health because uh, there's a stigma around talking about mental health. I had Joe, uh, I've got a company. It's a, it's, we sell t-shirts trying to get lads to talk about their feelings and shit like that. Right. Fair enough. Right. At once upon a time, there was undoubtedly a quote unquote stigma around talking about mental health issues. Right. For sure. I'm sure there was. Is that still prevalent today? Probably not. I would say probably not, at least in my experience. Like, I mean, maybe it is, but I would say if I go on Instagram now and write a caption about my mental health, right, probably do quite well. Probably get a few likes. I mean, I'm not saying I would do that purposely to get the likes, but, you know, the option is there, right? So is, is there a stigma? Probably not, right? Probably not. But the pendulum has swung, right? And we, we as... I mean, I'm talking as if I actually know shit. You have to understand that. I just make videos about fitness, right? But I feel like as a uh, society, the pendulum, we over overswing every time, boom, like too far one way, too far the other way. And we gradually tend towards something that is like uh, good for society or, 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 or I want to say correct or right, but you can't, there's no such thing really in a sense. But And so like, it went from like stigma to like definitely not a stigma as far as I can see it. And I'm not saying that that's 
too far because nothing wrong with it but if you then encourage like people to be hyper aware of like mental health issues or like oh my have i got anxiety right have i well you've probably got like most people could probably got a bit of anxiety because it's that's that's normal man that's just like that is life like you do experience some level of anxiety now but there are levels where it's like is it debilitating anxiety can you walk into a bar without shitting yourself right even if you feel a little bit uneasy right i've walked into bars before and i felt oh there's a lot of people in here i'm not i feel weird man it's not it's weird do you know what i mean but then i'm still here like i'm all right do you know what i mean and so like a lot of people will feel like some level of anxiety and stuff like that and, and like experience like some of the more minor uh s- symptoms or minor ways that like minor things that are associated with like mental health issues now obviously there's the other end of the spectrum which is like actual like de- like depression and and psychotic episodes and etc etc right? but if if now a whole generation is on the lookout right that shit am i am i depressed like i'm constantly asking themselves like am i depressed right am I, have i got anxiety like you know then like inevitably you're going to have a, sm- a small section of those who probably self-diagnose wrongly right you know uh, just as there will be just as when the stigma was that way there was so a lot of people like undiagnosed you know um and so I think that like, in a sense, whether that's, you know, even irrespective of the mental health uh, conversation, it certainly encouraged a lot of like ruminating, navel gazing, you know, just over the top, like, you know, and, it, and it's in every area because it's people, it's people thinking, right, what should I do for a career? Shit, right. You know, what's my, what is my like, purpose you know what's my one true calling oh i need to like i'm gonna read a robert green book on fucking mastery right and i'm gonna go and master something right um and and like people a lot of time people just need to just go and do something like just just go it doesn't really fucking matter just go like work in a bar for a bit man you might just meet someone or, or like whatever and get in something else like life will get you there man or or, it'll, or even if it's not there, like it will get you somewhere if you're just active enough, right? And so like there's the career path that seems to be quite a, you know, because we've got so many options nowadays as, as well, right? There's so, so many things to do. You know, I can I, I can literally be anything I want, you know. Um, and so there's this like emphasis on like analyzing like you know your words like your true passion right what's your passion right and there's and there's like 18 19 20 year olds who've like just been to fucking school right and done not much else been to school been to a few parties been on holiday with the family a couple of times not done much else and they're sat there thinking what's my passion i'm like well you haven't got one yet. You, you've, you haven't, there's nothing there, man. So you're going to be looking for a while, right? If you sit there and spend time inside your head, you're going to spend, spend a long time. Like, 
before you come up with something because there is nothing and nothing's going to feel right. Right. I've had that. You've always had, had that thing where like there's all these options, but none of them feel right. Right. It's because none of them are because there's not because nothing's right yet. Right. Because you have to. And so I suppose that's just one. Uh, one avenue in which the kind of over analysis can be, I think, I think detrimental right now, as I say, I'm just a, I'm just a lad who doesn't know much about much. Right. And so, you know, I'm quite happy to be wrong. Like, but um, I suppose, I suppose I'm here to give opinions. So <laughs> there we are. I love it, man. Um, on the passion piece, I, you've got such a great outlook on this because someone I was watching a Q and a recently an old one of yours and you were like, I never wanted to be a YouTuber. I just made YouTube videos and kept on enjoying it and I kept on enjoying it. So I kept putting them up and it's like, if we thought about life from that perspective of like, what do you do? What do you enjoy doing? What do you keep enjoy doing? That it will is. eventually give you a passion or something that you will want to do as a career or something longer term. Again, but if there is something you enjoy, that's predicated on the idea that there is something you enjoy. Most people enjoy like playing football, right? And you know, not much else, right? You know what I mean? Everyone it, enjoys it, something though. Everyone, if, if you look deep enough, if you go into your Amazon history, if you, if you actually do stuff you'll find things you enjoy yeah well exactly well that's the key phrase right if you actually do stuff right but you have to do stuff and you don't always enjoy stuff straight away right because you you might it might be shit to begin with right because more than doing the stuff people enjoy being good at stuff yeah right and to be good at stuff you have to do it for a while a lot while you shit at it right and so like generally being shit at something isn't that enjoyable but by definition, most people have to be shit at something before they can be good at something. And so, like, again, it just comes back to me, at least to the idea of just, like, trying stuff out, just doing stuff. Like, people have got this, this fear of wasting time on the wrong thing. Like, look at, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? He was a bodybuilder, then an actor, then a politician, right? You've got enough time. Do you know what I mean? There's enough time if you just like you could spend ten years working like a shit job, right? And you can still end up doing something good that you, you want to do, right? There's enough. It, don't worry about wasting time because you waste more time with indecision, right? You waste more time with inaction, just doing nothing, right? And that's when time passes so fast as well. If you don't do anything, then time just, 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 just all of a sudden you're like shit. Where did that go, right? It's because you've got no markers, like no milestones where you actually like were doing anything or feeling anything. And doing more stuff also makes you an optimist and makes you a happier person. To quote you, generally becoming a positive motherfucker comes from exposing yourself to as many things as you possibly can and you'll gradually realize the good in the world outweighs the bad and you'll become an optimist. Wow, I feel like that's an old one, man. Is that an old one? Where's that pulled from? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my experience, but it might not be for everyone. You know what I mean? Because like, 
I say, oh, the good in the world outweighs the bad, the bad, but I didn't grow up in Yemen, man. You know what I mean? I'm not like in a, like, that's just for me. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, I don't know if I would still, I, I certainly, I'm not saying I would disagree with that, but I certainly wouldn't say it now. Do you know what I mean? Because I now, now I've kind of moved away from even the term like optimism or like optimistic or like thinking positively or like because now I don't think that I think I'm just more you could call it realism right you could call it being a realist but I think there are somewhat negative connotations with being realistic right because people say oh you shouldn't be realistic you know dream big right but like why can't that's like saying that your dream can't be realistic. Do you know what I mean? That's separating the two. Like I, 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 now I just feel like I try not to, I don't think of myself as a positive person. I don't think of myself as an optimist. I just feel very at peace with like what is, what is true to me. Right. A lot of things just are things like, but, if, but that's, because to me, the real world is good enough. And I don't have to put a shine on it, right? I don't have to put a twist on it. I don't have to say, because I don't have to say, oh, I'm going to think positively about it. Because I don't think, right, oh, this will, everything's going to turn out great. You know, uh, like I'm going to do this and that and like be super successful. I don't think England are going to win the Euros, right? I just think, if it doesn't turn out great, everything's still going to be pretty good. Still fine. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm like so okay with just what I perceive to be true about the world in a sense. Do you know what I mean? That I don't feel like I have to, not that you have to, I mean, it's fun in it. Just looking at everything in through this optimistic lens. I just don't particularly like, resonate with those words anymore you know what i mean because i feel like real is legit man real is decent man it's pretty good you know what i mean if you if you're conscious about how you how you live right then your every day can be pretty pretty decent right? you know what i mean they had a study where um or it wasn't a study it was a real life case study where you had prisoners prisoners of war and what they found was the pessimist they died because they were, oh no, it's going to be a, an awful day. And, and they actually believed it and they, they died. Mm. The optimists they found also died because wow. they, were, they said, oh, we're going to be freed by Christmas. And then Christmas would come and nothing would happen. And that, that would make them upset. But the realists found mm. the way to survive. Right, right. Yeah, because I guess that optimism is... Because that optimism is just a lie, then, isn't it? It's the bubble. It's a it's a bubble which can burst, right? That's it. You have to be like, what if you? What if those hopes don't don't come true? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna be, you know, capitulate, right? And so, like, I sometimes feel like when I used to talk more like that quote, it's easier for people to get on board with. And people will fucking love you for that, like, because you will encourage them and briefly you'll make them feel, you know, more optimistic about their own shit. It's somewhat like motivating, right? Uh, 
it's harder to be like what I would term like a realist uh, without that seeming as if you somehow have less passion about things. It seems more plain to people. It seems like you're, you're settling for real life, right? But that's the opposite of what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? I'm thinking that like what I, that like my, what is realistic for me? What is real? What is true? Is, is good enough. You know what I mean? Is, 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 and that's an, that's an, an understatement, right? Because I feel like you don't have to, you know, if you, if you, at least for me, right. If you can get to a point where you don't have to have expectations on things and you don't have to, you're just fully, every situation is interpreted as is, right? So, so it's not like I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think, when I think about good outcomes and bad outcomes, I'm trying to think just purely probabilistically, like what are the chances of this going well? What are the chances of it going badly? What's going to happen if it goes well? What's going to happen if it goes badly? Is it, you know, is it going to, and like, if you can look at everything as objectively as possible and still think that's pretty good, then I think that's much better than being able, being, having this, going through life being like, let's all think positive guys, you know, and then you have to, you have to make something up when shit, if shit doesn't go great, you have to like, Oh shit. Maybe we didn't think positive enough. You know, it was you, wasn't it? Were you thinking negatively, (laughs) you know? Uh, So although I feel much more like Pete, kind of like just much more content, right? Generally feel much more content. I feel like that goes, that is harder for people to relate to in a sense because people want fucking, they want you to be, especially on, on YouTube, right? If you, if you, if you, I mean, I don't do like vlog style videos and stuff anymore. Not really. Anyway, I do have a different channel where I've started putting some stuff on, but like if you, people want energy from you, man, they want you to hype. They want hype. They want like enthusiasm. I need mean, to jump around, I need mean, to scream, you know what I mean? And like, it's pretty hard to be just a chilled out motherfucker and be like that one. I can't be like that, you know what I mean? Even though at one point I probably was. Now I'm just way more, it's hard to describe, but I just feel way more peaceful. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's apparent. And is it weird for you when people attribute quotes from a previous version of yourself to you even though that version has almost died in a sense because it's not here anymore i guess the previous version of us is always dying but when the previous version is so different than the one that you are Mm. talking about today Mm. where you wouldn't even say something that has been quoted to you is that Mm. weird for you Mm. but i don't feel that different internally i just feel like i express things differently Do do you know what i mean so it's not really like, it doesn't sound like something. And like, the thing is, right, there's a lot of shit I've said, 
you know, not just quotes about like my, you know, views on my philosophy on life, right? There's a lot of other stuff that I've said that I probably wouldn't say now, right? But again, like, I don't, I just don't give a shit about that stuff because you, that's what you get, man. That's what YouTube is. It's, it's called the internet, right? And and also that's what life is like. It's what, grow, it's what growing up is. You know what I mean? You can be, you can't be scared to be like different, you know, if, if, and I don't mean different from other people. Obviously that's true as well. I mean different from how you were once, right? Because I had a, I had a, I've had, well, you have a choice every day really, but especially with YouTube, right? There was a time, my content has evolved, right? It's changed. And there was a, a time, a kind of fork in the road where I could have carried on doing what I had, like cultivated an audience to to want. You know what I mean? Because you you make a certain type of content, people subscribe who want that kind of content, right? And there's a few people in there who will watch anything you just anything you put out just because they kind of like you, appreciate it. Just because they kind of like you, they're kind of on board, whatever. And they're more about like they've signed up to to you, right? And so if you, you know, this it's like a, it's like a school class, right? Now, if you, there's always going to be people there who still want the original stuff, right? But if you want to do different stuff, if you don't feel like that's really you anymore, you can just carry on doing it if you want, right? You can just you can just be who you think people want you to be, who or who you used to be, right? But it's just going to be unconvincing, you know, uh, and like. It's fucking hard. This is the thing. This is why people are like, because it's hard on YouTube to change your content, right? Because you think about what you've just, it's like you get in a relationship with someone and then you just change, right? And then they're like, oh, this ain't the person I got with. You know what I mean? Well, that's what your subscribers are like, right? And people are subscribing and unsubscribing every day, you know? and you can't be mad at you gotta let it go like you can't you just gotta be like listen this is what it's always gotta be you've always got to prioritize your own you know what you want to do um and i've always tried to instead of trying to make content that i think people will like i've always tried to make content that i want to make and make it good enough so that people like it because people, you can you can make people like what, it, like someone could click on a video, they might not know what the fuck it's about, right? If it's a sick video, it's a sick video. Do you know what I mean? And like, so you have to, but that takes a bit of nerve, you know what I mean? Because you have to, there's going to be pushback. You know, there's going to be people who just want the old shit. When are you going to do this again? When are you going to do that again? How can you stop talking like this? How can you stop saying that? You know, and it, you have to just be pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of like self-assurance, right? You have to be sure of yourself, right? Because that's the one key thing. No, if you're going to do something, if you're going to change your content or, or whatever it is, I suppose I suppose there are parallels in, in real life outside of YouTube, maybe. 
But if you're going to change your content, you have to do it and be resolute about it and be confident in it and just be like, listen, this is what I do and not be apologetic about stuff. And I suppose that goes, goes for a lot of things. Um, and so like, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of quotes, you know, all, all over the internet that I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't say now, but I don't really, you know, this it's there for people to witness. Right. If you th- used to think I was a dickhead and now you think I'm cool, that's sweet. If you think I used to be cool, now you think I'm a dickhead. That's equally sweet. Everyone's just floating around the fucking planet, crossing paths and going a different way. Maybe they cross paths again and whatever. Like if you want to interact with my content, do it. And if you don't, I ain't mad about it, man, because this is the game that I signed up for. I signed up for YouTube. So like if the channel dies, it's my fault. It's no one else's fault. I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, these subs ain't loyal. You know what I mean? Oh, please come and watch my YouTube videos, even though there's shit. You know what I mean? Like it has to be, it's a, it's a contract and, 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 or, or not a contract, but it's the rules of the game. Like, and you have to understand it and be, be accepting of it because, you know, people, I wouldn't want anyone to watch my videos if they didn't want to watch them. Right? I wouldn't want someone, I, want, I want to waste someone's time. You know what I mean? I don't want someone to, I don't want to sit there and watch a 10 minute video if I don't, you know, and just waste my life, right? 10 minutes is 10 minutes, right? I'll, you can waste it however you want. <laughs> waste, there's a million ways to waste it. And so I don't want to waste someone else's time. And if someone's, and like occasionally you get comments, shit like, uh, you know, you started doing this, like I'm out, see you later, unsubscribe. And I'm like, I'm not just acting like I'm not mad about it. I'm literally, I literally harbor zero, like, bad you know feelings towards you for that i'm like that is i'm not just saying it's fine but that's fine like that is fine (laughs) you know anyway i rambled you are obviously a very secure self-assured person is there was there ever a time in your life when you weren't so self-assured uh yeah 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 probably most of it most of my life i think that Again, I think it's kind of like, it's kind of normal in it. I think you're a kid, you sure yourself, you think I want to throw this ball over there or I want to, you know, whatever. Uh, you you go through school and like, oh yeah, you start getting some kind of like experiences of like being in social circles and like, peer pressure and like you know maybe that's when you can get a bit you know uh you can start being you lose that that you had as a kid right and then most of the time you get to like adolescence you get to like maybe i wouldn't i'd say that maybe like early 20s mid 20s something like that and maybe you can get it back right hopefully you can get it back you probably never have it back as 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 when you were three years old right but to some extent, to a large extent, you should reach a point where you're pretty secure with yourself. You don't have to be like this polished person, right? You don't have to be this person that's like, right, I know my opinion on every single thing, you know, and, and there's no loose ends, right? You're allowed loose ends. You're allowed mental loose ends. You're allowed to not know. You're allowed to be wrong about shit. You're allowed to change your mind on shit. But you just have to be you know in a sense that that's really the key to it being all right with 
changing, being wrong, stuff like that. That's what makes it, in a sense, if you can be like that, then you're really fairly untouchable, you know, in some sense. Um, so, yeah, most of my life I was, I was pretty, not pretty unsure of myself. Do you know what I mean? I went through different phases, like listen to different music, just a normal person, man. And then I gradually, I suppose, accrued enough life experience you know, slash, uh, you know, slash pondered about it enough and, you know, to reach a point where I was just like, I don't know, I suppose now I'm here and I, and I do feel quite, I suppose, sure of myself in a sense. Like, but again, you have to be quite, you have to be quite careful with that because it can overspill, can't it, into like arrogance or into like, uh, you know, what's it? Um, you know, never. What's the word? I totally forget the word. But into never thinking that you're wrong and a lack of humility, right? It can overspill. Um, but if you try and be objective, I mean, I suppose it's nice. I always feel. I also feel like. In a sense, you have a responsibility to other people to be like that. Well, that's how I feel anyway. I feel like it's polite, man. I feel like it's good manners to be, or to be, or at least fucking act sure of yourself. Do you know what I mean? If you're with like, you're with other people, or you know, or even like you're on holiday with your girlfriend, or you, you know, you're in a group of mates, and the situations come up, you need to be, you know, it's it's useful to, and it's, and it helps other people, right. It helps other people to be more confident in you. They have to see that in you. Like, um, so yeah. Joey Dion on self-assuredness. I love it, man. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting because you said something there that, that kind of threw me off, which is like, it helps other people when you're self-assured. And when you're confident, why do you think that is? Because it does. It does help yeah, other yeah. people. You know, it does help other people feel more confident. It does help other people say like, oh, that person's taking a, a lead here. I appreciate that. Yeah. But w- why do you think that is? Well, I think because deep down, no one knows what the fuck is going on generally, do they? We're floating on a we rock in space. Exactly right. We all just want like stability and some kind of like something to rely on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You want something to rely on, some kind of solid. Um, see, I think the re- the way I came to that was thinking back to like, I was thinking about YouTube and I was thinking about YouTube videos and content and stuff like that. And I was thinking like, if I ask people, right, there are times when I'm sat there and I'm like, right, which what what video shall I make, right? You know, I've got no ideas, right? And if I ask people what they want to see, that's not going to get, that's just not, that's not going to get anyone anywhere, right? I'm going to get a deluge of just varied answers. And then I'm, and then I become someone who's just like, then what am I like? I just do stuff that people ask me to do. Surely there's more than that inside me. Like, surely I've got something to offer, right? And if I don't, then just don't upload a video. <laughs> that's how I see it now. Like, uh, and that's what kind of brought me to that. Like, people prefer when you are sure 
Like people, pref- it just, it's just something about security and safety. And I don't know, but, but certainly in, in scenarios where it's like either friends or like, if there's a dynamic of like leader and, you know, rest of group dynamic, like, for example, like if you're, you know, let's say you're just, you're just traveling with, you know, your younger siblings or your girlfriend or something like that. And you are the, you're the, you're the head of the house, right? There in that scenario, as in like the responsibility falls on you, right? Should, should things go tits up in one sense or another. Um, and I feel like it's, it, it's both good. It's reassuring for other people to see confidence in you. And it also feels good to be that person as well, right? Because you you have a sense of like caring for people or, you know, looking out for people, I think. so. And there's so much uncertainty. Like there's so many people who are unsure of themselves, right? Me five years ago, you know what I mean? Me six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 20 years ago, right? So many people are just unsure that like when you... Because I love it, right? When I speak to someone and they're just figured out, man. I just love getting that sense of like, they know where they stand on shit. And if they don't know where they stand, right? So maybe you have never thought about fucking geopolitics or, you know, foreign policy, right? Maybe you never thought about that. But if you don't know where you, but, but if you don't know where you stand on it, then you say you don't know where you stand on it and you're sure of that you're sure you don't know you're not you're not making something up or trying to be someone else you know i enjoy being in the company of people like that people who don't give a fuck if it's silent for a bit people who take shits like face value straight up and don't look for you know oh does this person mean that when they said that or are they oh are they saying this to mean this and you know i like straight up people i like you know straight down the middle that's just what I enjoy being around. And so like, in a sense, I suppose I try and be like that myself. You know what I mean? You get a sense of calmness mm. from someone who's willing to say they don't know, from someone who's not faking it, from someone who's like, this is who I am, take it or leave it, goodbye. You get calmness from that because you're not then trying to put on any front. Yeah, for you know, sure. I, I really feel that from this conversation. It's like, I'm calm around you yeah. because I know you're sure of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you feel, you, I suppose you feel that like I, I went through, uh, like say you're out and uh, you start speaking to a girl that you don't know, right? Then like there are many opportunities there pretty much every second for you to make that awkward, right? Say it's a group of girls and you go over, you start talking, whatever. You could, it could be awkward. Or, right, you could fall flat on your face in front of them and still get out of the situation looking pretty good, right? But it just it solely rests on your demeanor and how that makes other people feel, right? So, like, if something would be awkward or, 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 or whatever, then there's always a way, like, there's always a way to not, to stop that from being awkward or, or whatever it is, right? It's, it's just, just one situation. But I suppose that 
relates to in the way that you know how you are does translate to to how other people feel right and if you're if you're straight up with people you're straight talking you're sure of yourself um you're like you have a you can be balanced about being like humble humble is a buzzword right but it's but it's you know it's so it's so lost in the fucking minefield of people trying to be something right people trying to be uh you know like there's so many people that aren't humble that talk about how humble they are right and vice versa and also the other end of that is like you're also allowed to like sing your own praises where they are due you know you're also allowed to do that or if i'm like like if i'm really uh good at playing the fucking piano right but i'm really shit at cooking then it's all right for me to say i don't have to just say oh, i'm shit at cooking but yeah i can play a bit of the piano um, it's all right for me to say I'm shit at cooking, but I'm really fucking good at the piano. Why is that? Why is it? Why is there like a kind of asymmetry in on that spectrum? It's weird, isn't it? There is like some kind of asymmetry there where like it's you have it's more acceptable to play down. You know, it's more expected uh, than it is the other way. Why do you think that is? I, I have no, I have no clue, man. Because probably because again, because how it makes people feel. Because if you say, um, if I say to you, like, I'm like, let's forget, like, you know, skills, but let's say there's some character quality. Let's say that I am like really compassionate, right? I'm not saying I am, whatever, right? It's <laughs> an example. Let's say I'm really compassionate, right? Then, that, then, like, if I say that. Or if, or if I like try and highlight my good qualities, I suppose people, suppose it makes people feel bad. Does it make, I don't know. Or does it make people feel like that you must be automatically? It's, it, it's really because no one really uh, takes things at face value. No one, because it, it's because the implication is, if you say I'm really good at this, then someone will, take from that i think i'm great generally right because it's there's no i mean language is not just the words is it right and i think over i think some of these are just societal and cultural adaptations right where now we have different interpretations of certain things right you can say one thing and it can be interpreted interpreted completely differently um especially where it comes to like offense and offending people saying personal things about, about other people or about yourself, right. They can be interpreted, you know, wildly differently to how they were intended. And it's to the point now where people know that. So we play this game of like, Oh, I won't say this uh, because it might, you know, they might take it the wrong way. Oh, so I want, so now you're, you're playing the game as well. Right. Instead of like, I'll say this because this word for word is verbatim, like is exactly, is exactly what I mean. Right. And if somebody takes it the wrong way, 
that's their issue right now in a sense that's not really feasible with 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 i mean i wish it was right because i'm so blunt i just want people to i'm not gonna you know like i used to have this uh this manager at work when i was working for just for a bank um it was nothing glamorous like believe me anyway um this manager used to tell me when shit needed doing right and if he said, if I said, oh, can I go early? And he'd say, no, do this, right? I was like, all right, fair enough. It was just a completely non-personal thing, right? And I'd hear like other people in the team saying, oh, he's being a dick, you know, he's doing, oh, he's punishing us for this. But I felt like he was just so, I felt like he was just so straight up, so frank that it just, just was just going over everyone's head. Like some people don't consider, older generation. We're in a generation where people are. I don't want to say like, oh, we're like a sensitive generation, but like, I mean, like, when I speak to my parents, my parents are both like older. They they're both like in the seventies. When I speak to my parents, they're so fucking frank, right? My mom might say something, and I'll joke, and she might say something that like these days people would you know she'd say oh that's not very good is it or something like that you know and or like i might walk in with new trainers or some some shit like that and she'd say like whatever and uh and i'll and like my generation would take these things as like some kind of slight some kind of insult but for a lot of people especially that generation right it's not even crossed their mind as a personal thing hasn't even and I love that. I, I and it's not just our generation, but also like culturally, there are like area, there are countries like like um, places around the world where people are more frank, right? Because either because the language, like the language, is just formed that way, or because like just culturally they're more straight up and they'll just tell you like. You know, and it's not really like really you should be able to say to to say, right? I should be able to say, uh, I don't like your new haircut. Right. And it's not and it's actually not personal. Like it's not a personal thing, right? Do you know what I mean? But but that's not you can't do that. Like that that would be like a major faux pas. Exactly, exactly right. And I think and because people assume today that if you say you don't like someone's haircut, that means that you don't like that person. Oh, they're, they're ugly. They look ugly, right? They need yeah. to think like, you know, but like, it's so removed from that. And like, I would never say that because I'm playing the fucking games, right? You know, I'm, I'm like, but I might say like, if like my girlfriend cuts her hair, I might say, and she says, oh, do you prefer this or the last thing? If it's the last thing, I'll say the fucking last thing, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now at my own peril, of course. Right. <laughs> it's so weird though, because, you know, I was talking to someone and someone else said, Hey, I like your new car. And someone said, thank you. As if that person yeah. is the car. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like exactly. that person is not the car. Why, why are you saying thank you for it? that's just a vehicle you use to drive here to there. It's not something that is you, you didn't yeah, do yeah. anything to make that car. You just, bought it and are now driving with it well or even maybe in some case renting it like same, same goes for the haircut really do you know what i mean like it's you're just renting that hair it's just on you yeah it's only the same as a t-shirt like it's, yeah. a, it's just it's just something that's like it's so 
yeah <laughs> I mean I forgot how we even got here but yeah I, I suppose I just thoroughly enjoy the the rare occasion that I can speak to people in a in a frank and just straight up I just want to be taken exactly at face value. And I love it when people speak to me like that. And like, it's like, right. So I, I used to go to this restaurant in, uh, I, was, I was in, uh, I stayed in Toronto for a few weeks one time with, like, we used to go to this, this Chinese restaurant, like 2am or some shit. I think we were like jet lagged, whatever it was. Right. I used to go with my brother and like the uh, waitress, she'd come and she'd be, and she'd be like, are you ready to order? And we'd be like, oh no, we're still looking. And she'd be like, all right, hurry up. And like, I was like, did she just tell us to hurry up? I was like, that's sick. Like, I <laughs> love that, man. Like, and now like when people serve me in a restaurant, I love it when they just fucking, when they just give me the, like, just, just give me the food, just whatever. I don't need someone to be like, just doing this weird theater around me and like acting like it's this like occasion where like someone's, someone's like, every time your water is like, near the bottom someone comes and pours it for you i'm like mate i've got an arm do you know what i mean that's what i've done this before you know what i mean and like i just love that abruptness in in a sense like uh but at the same time understand that it's not really the world we live in and and sometimes like i should probably exercise it's probably one of my flaws i should probably exercise a bit more awareness of the situation because i like to be like that with people as well and it can it can just come across as rude like it just people who are used to you know who are used to communicating differently if i speak to someone and i'm very you know frank then it, it and then like my girlfriend will say like you that came across as a bit rude and i'll be like oh shit like i'm just i, I thought you know what i mean i thought i was being polite actually sometimes sometimes i feel like being frank being straight to the point and not going around, you know, the houses to get there. I feel like that's polite, man. I'm like, I'm just saying. Do you think you enjoy it because you value your time and you want the time to... Well, and theirs, right? And theirs, theirs, right? Because I feel like I just, you know... um, Anyway, this is a tangent, but yeah, I suppose. (laughs) It's all good, man. This whole thing's for a tangent, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, And that's the realest part of you is the part that just has a Q&A, you have a question up, you go answer the question, go in a completely different direction, and then at the end you say, I just went on a tangent tonight. I, <laughs> exactly. I watched that like seven times when doing research for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just what you do. Yeah, yeah. Why do yeah, you think that I, is? I get led around it's because I just get, I suppose in a sense, like I'm bad at... I'm just, I just... I'm like a dog with a fucking scent. Do you know what I mean? I just get something and run with it. And then I'm, and then I, I relate something to something else and I'll go down that. And then sometimes I struggle to circle back to my original point. And mm-hmm. that, that's why like, I, I find it hard sometimes to, um, like I find it easier to talk than I do to write because to write, you need to be much more structured and much more uh, disciplined w- with not going off into because it's much harder to come back around but with this i can like break up a sentence i can stop halfway a sentence say something else and like start again you know and it can it can flow much easier 
I can get away with a tangent much easier than I could if I was writing. And so that's why I struggle to, you know, put thoughts on, on paper so much. Yeah. I sense that is creativity happening, like in real time, connecting one thing to another, the tangent that you're connecting to is like, oh, wow, that relates to that. That's creativity, right? Maybe. I don't know if it's creativity or if it's just like, it's just recognizing like patterns or recognizing similarities between things, isn't it? That's why I draw a lot of parallels between, I try and often think about how this relates to that and how, oh, you know, we're talking about YouTube and then it relates to like how people think about this. And I I, I try and, I suppose I'm always doing that, but I don't know if it's creativity is a hard thing to pin down, isn't it? I don't feel like a particularly creative person. Like really? No, not really. No, not really. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I think I've just been around, I suppose I've been around people who I feel are more creative and that may, and then I've thought maybe I'm not so, but it's hard because there are, I suppose creativity, it's kind of like intelligence. Like, cause, cause what is creativity really? All it is, is like trying new combinations of things, isn't it? Because yeah. you can't make anything up. Like nothing's fresh. Like it's all shapes and colors, you know, and words and sounds there's not and it's just different combinations right because you can't you can't make up a new color right or you know and, Classic and so Joey D some people are just better at putting combinations things exactly and, and and have a more have a more random selection right of, of things immediately available in the head and that's a weird concept to think about right because if i say right uh you know choose like five ingredients and, and make something but you your first ingredient is probably going to affect right your second ingredient because you're going to say something and then you're going to think all oh, right what what sometimes goes with that and then what goes with those things but like some people would say the first thing and it might be you know soy sauce right and then the second thing might be something completely for us we might go rice right or, or, or whatever and some people would have uh, a broader catalog to just fucking pick from, right? And I don't feel like I'm like that. I feel like if I do anything that eat that looks creative, like if I make a video that that comes out as something that people think is creative, it's just because I've spent time on it. It's just because I've tried different things, and I've, I've I feel like it's harder for me to get there, you know. But that's just a. Some people are like that. Some people it's easier intelligence is complex right and creativity is a facet of that i would say you know certainly if it's even intelligence is so broad that it's barely useful right it's barely useful as a as a term on its own without further explanation right um and i suppose we all have different strengths and weaknesses and 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 you know in different areas and i don't think creativity particularly is one of mine but really that's a good one to not have because I've got the time. Like I say, life's long enough. We live long enough, right? I can sit there and I can try different shit with the video. If I have to edit it for 48 hours, I edit it for 48 hours, right? So that's okay. You know what I mean? That's, I'm never, I'm not usually on a time frame where I have to, not many people are saying think of five ingredients. You know what I mean? So it's okay. <laughs> in a different video, in one video, you said you, if you weren't doing and making YouTube videos, 
you'd be a film director or something in film. And I'm curious when you made the realization that film was something so near and dear to your heart. Because YouTube is a sort of film, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Although my content now is much more, see, I'm trying to free up time so that I can do more expressive shit, really. Do you know what I mean? Because I just like, what I like most probably doesn't cut, isn't in my content these days, right? I like feelings that don't have words for them. Mm-hmm. or combinations recipes right of feelings that uh, don't you can't the are best you just the right sound with the right visual is just a different experience for me right it's just something that like people can and it and if people get from it what you intended now you'll never really know that because no one i don't know you know what i mean is your red my red i'll never know right uh but if but people like sharing feelings right people like there's nothing that people like more really than having an experience in common with people Mm -hmm. right and so something amazing happens here you want to tell someone immediately right and you're describing it, and it's the best moment of your life, right? And you're describing it, and you're like, right, no, really, but but it was so sick. You have to, that's, and, and you're trying to put the words on it, and the words that you just feel like you you like, and it's they're not good enough, right? And you feel like no matter what, even if somebody really seems to like empathize with it, and, and they're really like, oh, they're really engaged in what you're telling them, you feel like you don't quite feel exactly how I felt. Right? I want you to like. I wish I could just give it you so then we could just have this common experience, right? And I feel like sometimes videos are a good way to to doing that, you know, especially some of the more kind of, I like slow, slow, like I'm not into YouTube in the sense of, like there's a whole, there's a YouTube style, which is like transitions and like, you know, these effects and stuff. And I'm like, I don't like, this 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 kind of thing right but again that's just personal preference because i don't get much out of it because i feel like it's the fast food yeah exactly right i like uh subtleness you know what i mean i like to work for a feel i like to Mm -hmm. fucking look at it and ruminate and just and that's why like sometimes it's, it's the same with music you you don't if you listen to a track or something and it's, and it's playing out of your phone, so you've forgot your headphones, whatever, it's playing out your phone and it's this tinny sound. You've got a bit of background noise. It's not the same, man. But you can be sat there, headphones on, no sound, no uh, you know, ambient noise coming in, and it's a different fucking experience, right? And you have to sit there and think, what? And then, like, you know, and... um so for YouTube, I feel like that, those kinds of videos like are, are what I enjoy most. Now I haven't done much of that, but I do intend to, right? Um, because that's just something you can't really. It's just rewarding, right? It's just just nice, nice to see like comments where you feel like people are somehow getting close to what you intended from it. 
you know, uh, and like also I feel like there is a, there is a, as I was saying before about people who vlog and you need to be like shouty and, and then, you know, this it's like snappy. There's like a loss of an appreciation for like subtlety. Right. And you only get, and you can get that through photos or videos, but you, you don't appreciate the transition that goes between them. Right. It's, that's not, you appreciate just the, just the framing of the shot or, you know, just the, there's a sound effect you don't really notice, but it makes a fucking difference. Right. Do you know what I mean? And all these things contribute to like, I guess just an experience. And there are some videos I watch on, on YouTube and I'm like, this is, this is serious stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, and the, the people, maybe channels that aren't that big or, or whatever. And just people are really good with like choosing a shot, put it, you know, choosing like a bit of the right track or whatever. Um, and I feel like th- th- that's like, the, th- there's, there's a lot of potential for that on YouTube, you know, because people are talented, man. There's a lot of talented people out there, but a lot of it sometimes just gets sunk, just gets kind of buried under, you know, it's algorithm versus because algor- algorithm ain't the, you know, now I play the algorithm on my main, on my career, on my job channel. Yeah. Play the algorithm on that one because you, you know, that's of course, right. Um, But it's not conducive to YouTube's, it's not designed to promote like, uh, like satisfying content or, you know, it's, it's, it's just designed to, keep people there and you know and it, and it and it ends in this just weird like fucking perverted like twisted sense of what videos okay you know i mean not all obviously there's good content out i'm not saying that you have to see this is another thing as well i mean i suppose it's nuance again and it's just context right but a lot of people think like either you make good content or you uh make content that's good for the algorithm like you can do both you can do both obviously and anyone who says one or the other and people who blame their videos doing shit on them not being like appropriate for the algorithm of people who make are making excuses right you can do both right either in the same video or if that's too difficult because it might be too difficult right because maybe the kind of videos that you like to make don't lend themselves particularly well to what does well for the algorithm Fair enough, right? So just make two two channels and just do a different, just make another channel, do you know what I mean? And you know. But anyway, tangents, tangents. There's nothing better though than having someone comment something or you look at a piece of art being like, I don't know what it is, but that's freaking amazing. Like that is so sick. And you can't put your finger on it at first. And maybe if you watched it or looked at it 10 times, you wouldn't understand it because you don't have the knowledge or whatever, but you know, something in you is saying, damn, that was a good conversation or damn, that was a good video. I don't know what it is, but when you have that feeling, it's inexplainable. Especially with, with videos and and media of all, of, of all sorts, I suppose, videos, pictures, shit you see in real life as well. Like the feeling of like, awe 
of like being in awe of something is like crazy feeling, man. That's a yeah. crazy good feeling because you're like, fuck. You're like, I live on this planet, man. And sick shit like this exists. That's mad. And like, you don't know why, like, it makes you feel something or, or how to describe it, but you just, it's just like it's this feeling of like amazement. And that's not the word awesome is fucking just bastardized, right? It's just like a, it's one of those now that is just not, it's, it's, it's lost, mate. You never Doesn't get in a background. But on its own, like AWE is just different, man. It's almost separate from the word awesome, but it's like, you, you don't think, so many words like that, isn't there, that are, that are lost, like fantastic. Like fantastic now means good, means like a really good thing, but fantastic what should about mean love? like, Yeah. Well, that loves another kettle of fish, man. Loves another, loves a whole different kind of worms, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I'm talking about mainly, you know, words that where the meaning has been, you know, because like fantastic, for example, used to be like fantastical, as in like it's like a fantasy, as in like it's crazy, it's out of this, you know, it's unimaginable type thing. Whereas now it's just like, it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of words. Like it's pretty interesting in the English language, how, how many words you don't realize are kind of related to each other until some, one day you say it and you're like, wow, I didn't realize that that word came from that word. And it's like, you know, but I suppose, again, it's just language games, isn't it? It's how we adopt things. And, you know, love is, you know, Love is overused, I suppose, but again, then again, it's not really because it's highly just contextual, isn't it? It's just context dependent on because you can say, oh, I love that. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that cereal. Maybe you do. On that similar topic about how language evolves, I heard the other day that people are getting upset when you end text messages with a period because it insinuates that you're angry. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, this is that's a that's a non fucking problem, man, isn't it? That's just a non issue. It's just add it to the list of non issues. On, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like uh, your mum calling you by your full name or something, isn't it? Like Joseph. I'm like, I don't know what I've done. You know what I mean? It's just those things. Like, uh, again, yeah, it's a non it's a non issue, man. Dude, I, I have so much more I want to talk to you about. Um, do, you, do you got a little more time? Yeah, or? yeah sure, for sure, man. Yeah, go ahead. Sweet. I just missed a call out of from... Um, so I just got back from Greece. Uh, and you have to... Because that's on our travel amber list, so you have to quarantine at home for 10 days when you get back. So I just missed a call from like basically the fucking government <laughs> just checking if I'm at home. So someone might bang on the door and ask if I'm home, but it's fine. <laughs> carry on. Right, now we'll, I'm free. We'll carry on. Yeah. 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 So I want to um I want to ask a, a question that might be helpful to people listening, which was, you know, you had a job at some point, a banking job you mentioned, and you're quite down about it. I remember listening to you on a podcast saying you would just drive around in the middle of nowhere and just 
drive to, for the sake of driving. Chronic restlessness is the term that I adopted for it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do to take that step out? Maybe it could help some person listening who's in a similar situation. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the first thing I did practically was save money. Right. So, again, I think, in co- especially in conversations like this, people like me, right? We can go into the abstract too much and, and like uh, practical advice is great man, and a lot more useful to people often than the throwing buzzwords about, about following your passion and doing this shit. You know what I mean? So the first thing I did was save money, right? So I worked for about, I had that job for about 14 months. I was living at home with my, I was 20, how old was I at the time? It must have been, I was just 20, 22 to 23 kind of age. Uh, and or maybe it was 23, 24. Anyway, and I was, so I was living at home with my parents and I paid them like, you know, a couple of hundred pounds a month just for food and shit, just because it's token you know, token rent money. It's not actually rent money, but they just feel like you should do something right. Uh, and uh, and I drove like a pretty shit car that didn't really cost me much. Um, and then I, apart from that, I didn't really do that much because I was working nine to five. The commute was, you know, a good 45 each way, um, at least some, probably, probably an hour actually. And then the weekends, like maybe I'd go out, maybe play football, but even when I went out, I wouldn't drink. I'd just drive, whatever. And so I saved, I was saving probably 55, 60% of my income. So I saved, you know, a decent little chunk of money. Uh, and then I was, I remember once, it was funny. We were, we were contracting. So it was, we weren't like a full time, uh, basically you're not a full-time salaried employee. You're on a contract, which they can terminate at any fucking time. You're basically temping, right? And so because of that, you don't get, you get a better day rate, which is better for me. You get paid a bit more, but you don't get any benefits, pension, sick pay, holiday pay, anything like that, right? Which suited me. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm 23. What? I'm never going to need a pension, right? Um, and so the money was all, was, was all right. Uh, nothing crazy at all, but I was uh, just saving a good chunk of money, trying not to spend, you know, not to spend uh, much at all. And then basically what I did was uh, wait until I had enough money to think, you know, to, to feel secure and just fucking left. It was funny. I actually got, I actually had a brief period of a month or two where I wasn't working there because they just cut our contracts up and said, Oh, we don't need you anymore. Then they called us a month later and said, Oh, we need you back for a bit. So, so there was like a month or so that I wasn't uh, working there. And I went to a couple of other job interviews and I remember having this interview at some like recruitment the company that it wasn't for a specific job, but it was for this woman that would then put you forward for positions that were like back office jobs in like fucking, you know, investment firms, shit like that. And uh, the starting salary was atrocious, right? 
it was it was on its ass right it was fully just just a joke right and uh she said oh we've got this position that we want to put you forward and it's this much and i was like uh i mean i was just i was i was just earning like more than double that at this and she was like and she said this always stuck to me she said to me well i mean because it was a decent wage the original the original one i mean not de- it was only it was like average wage for the uk maybe just over average wage right but because that was my first full-time job out of university that's a pretty decent wage right but this was like less than half of that and i remember she said to me well you're gonna have to take a pay cut at some point and i was like what i was like what did you just fucking say to me that was that was more offensive right than anything I, i've ever heard right the inevitability of it just disgusted me like the level of like oh we'll just accept your shit man just take the fucking ju-. and i was like what i mean i eventually i mean i did take a pay cut but only the first year when i worked for myself you know before i started earning actual money Anyway, that's just another another tangent. So the moral of this story is if someone tells you, you need that one day you're gonna to need to pay take a pay cut, tell them to fuck off. Like um because <laughs> if you take if I would have took that, mate, life would have been different, right? Anyway, so I basically just saved up enough money and I left. And I didn't really have a plan when I left, right? And I'm not saying that everyone should leave without a plan, but obviously the amount of money you save up should be proportional to how good you are at making plans, right? And if you think you can sit there and come up with something good, then maybe you don't need that much money, right? Now, it's better to have a cushion, of course, right? I think I saved about £14,000, right? So GBP, right? And so I was still living at home, so they weren't going to kick me out anytime soon. You know, I could keep paying a couple hundred pounds a month rent. It wasn't going to go anywhere anytime fast, right? And I was pretty confident that I would come up with something, right? So so confident in fact that i spent a bit of that money in traveling and stuff like that i went away uh, did a bit of traveling like southeast asia and stuff that was my second time there it was the first time i went to australia i didn't spend spend long in australia obviously because that that, that does get expensive um and when i was out there actually i was on like one of the gilly islands like just off like lombok and i was sat there and i was thinking this was like when online fitness was like it was like starting to be a thing like just Instagram wasn't really that big, but it was like 2013. It was like, you know, getting there ish. Um, and so, and I thought maybe I can like do, cause I, I'd already started while I was at the bank, like making some kind of videos, right. It wasn't like on YouTube. It was, I'd put them on Facebook and it was just like a uh, fuck about stuff with a few mates. We'd start going to the gym. We'd start making like what we thought were like funny fitness videos. Like they obviously weren't that funny. But we thought they were aesthetics. Exactly right. So, (laughs) so uh, it was at that point I thought, right, when I get back, I'll do like my like PT qualification so that I'm like technically qualified to fucking sell people training programs and shit like that. Um, And then, so I came back, paid for that. I paid for six months rent uh, with a lot of the rest of the money I had and then I started eventually I think it was like then it must have been 
about eight months after I originally quit the bank that I started like officially uh, like doing like some kind of level of like online personal training and stuff. Now the first year I, I made like 9,000 pounds right, in my first year. So I remember doing my tax return and it was like, you don't need to pay any tax. And I was like, yeah, I only realized later that that's not a good thing because it means you're <laughs> not doing that well. Right. <laughs> um, but, but just as my run, money was running out, that kind of supplemented it enough for me to keep living and stuff. I, it got really fine. I got to a point at one point, a bit for actually a lot later than people would expect, uh, where I had zero zero money, like pretty much zero. Like we're Australia, talking like baby, exactly right. You've done your research, uh, and so for although my case wasn't like. I'm pretty comfortable just coming up with a plan, right? And if I didn't, and at the end of the day, I, I was lucky because I knew, right, that I could go back home, say, mum, can I stay here again, right? And then look for another job, take another job for a bit and go again, right? Uh, but like, f- for me, I also think that I need to put a bit of pressure on myself. Like, otherwise I just won't do, I just won't do anything. Because I'm just not, someone who wakes up in the morning and is fucking go, go, go. Like I need to like give myself like deadlines. Right. And if one of those deadlines is going broke, then that's great. Like that's going to be quite a motivating factor. You know what I mean? Um, and so I managed to eventually start making some money. Um, I didn't really did not monetize my YouTube social media generally, I did not monetize that efficiently. I probably still don't monetize it efficiently, but enough, do you know what I mean? Enough to live comfortably, like, but not like if I really wanted to absolutely maximize how much, but it would be a whole different thing, then you wouldn't enjoy it so much. It's, it's, a, it's a trade-off, right? Um, and so I, I gradually started making enough money and, and as I ran out of money, I started earning a bit and it was quite pretty fine, but it, you know. Um, and so like, I suppose... It depends how you work, right? Now, a lot of people who are more who are like more say risk averse would would want to start like working on something whilst they're at the job. Still, you know, maybe try and get something off the ground. I know uh, Rob was saying that I think he said a few times that he quit his job when he started earning more from his. Now, to me, I feel like that's pretty late, man. Like, but it depends on how much you hate your job, right? I hated my fucking job. And so, like, I wasn't going to, like, that's two wages, man. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I was pretty quick to quit, but but I'm just, you know, uh, A, lucky because I've got the safety net of just being able to go and live in my parents, even if they've changed my fucking bedroom, I'll just, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, and and then I'll just get a job and do and do whatever. But you have to take a bit, at some point, like, you're going to have to take a bit of a risk and there's no better time than, when it's socially acceptable to live at your mom and dad's house. Do you know what I mean? That might as be might as well be when you take the risk, like, because it's a good fucking safety net that. Um, so I think for people, you know, a lot of people are gonna be in jobs that they don't like, right? And like it's rich that that YouTubers sit there and say, fucking do what I do. Look at me, like I'm just one case, like I'm just one person. And maybe I could have tried to do this 10 times over and just been in the sea of 
maybe the other nine times I might have been in the sea of YouTube channels that never fucking made it, right? Maybe, who knows? I could just be lucky. And so I feel in a sense a little bit like, I don't really do that many podcasts because I feel in a sense like what, you know, I'll tell you what I can tell you, but don't expect to for me to change your life, right? Because I might just be a lucky person who had some, it was, you know, in one way or another was fortunate and things just fell right. Um, and I don't know how many lessons you can really take from one individual uh, individual experience. But even now, like I'm not set to anything, you know, I might, you know, I, I, I mean, I think as long as I enjoy making YouTube videos, I make YouTube videos, but you know, if I have to start again, I'll start again. It's cool. And I just feel like practically you need safety, right? So it's harder for people in countries where there is no safety, right? If your family can't afford to keep you or, you know, cause really now, right. If I'm never going to be homeless, right. You're probably never going to be homeless, right. If we wanted to, it'd be embarrassing. Like, I could move back in with mum and dad when I'm 50. I mean, they'll probably be dead by then, to be fair. So I probably won't. <laughs> but I could move into their old home when I'm 50. <laughs> right. Hang on. How old am I? Maybe you will. Who cares, right? That's beside the point. <laughs> Let's not speculate. Uh, no offense, mum and dad. Listen. Um, but like, it's going to be really embarrassing, but it's not the end. Like, that's it. Embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? It's just not. Like, and so like, you've got that potential that you've got the potential to try shit. And like, it's just, it's just stupid not to. And, and I see people like, although I sit here and say like, yeah, I'm lucky. Right. You know, obviously like quite fortunate circumstances that like have somehow managed to create a fucking life that I'm pretty content with. Right. But there's other people, I see other people that are far more lucky. Right. And far more, and like, oh, oh lucky, whatever. Or people that are like mega successful, people have sick lives, and like it's it's weird when you look at the global population and like the imbalance between fortune and misfortune, right? It's crazy, right? And of course, if you could bring everyone out of poverty and suffering and, and everything, then of course you would. But also, I like that there's some people out there that are just mad fortunate or like mad successful through one way or another and just live insane fucking experiences. It gives me satisfaction to know that even if not me, someone is living a fucking mad life. Like I love it. I love like fucking like people who just do what, do you know what I mean? Like Richard Branson, just going to fucking space, mate. That's sick. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever you think about him for whatever reason, or just generally, like, even if people, you know, even if people seem egregiously fortunate, people born into billionaire families, right? Good. Good. Someone's doing it, man. I'm happy for you. I'm glad also, someone... that person might be upset, right? Oh, because yeah. Well, that's another... It, that's it another seems story. good in your head, first reaction, but the second reaction might be... That yeah, person sure. must might hate their life in actuality because they never struggled for anything. Yeah, exactly. Everything I, was given to them. I'm happy for them, and they're not even happy for themselves. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the thing, and it you don't. Well, you don't know. You don't live in treadmill. You know, just uh, relativism, isn't it? It's all you, you. You don't know what it's like, dear. But I mean, 
I suppose that's why people must get more. Uh, they probably get more from experiencing, like you know, people who actually general genuinely started from the bottom, you know, and made it. Like that must be cr- that must be crazy. You know what I mean? Like you grew up in some slum, and then next minute you're buying like your parents like a fucking house and where, wherever. Like you know what I mean? Conor like McGregor. Who, yeah, it's, for sure. It's, it's like. Plumbing, 12 hours, 14 hours a day, minimum wage to owning the world. And, and you get to watch that unfold yeah, yeah. and see the rise and fall. And, and people are here rooting for the failure. People here rooting for the. St- I mean, it's exciting to just see the story happen and unfold because sure. you know that it's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just witnessing different you know, you're witnessing just 7 billion human experiments going on. And it's just interesting. Isn't it? And I, I think that this is the first time ever that you really could witness so many different human experiences. You know, never before could you just open up your phone or open up an internet and see how other people are living. And it's mm. frustrating for so many people. Why are they living like that? How come that person's so fortunate? Why do you think your initial uh. reaction is... I'm so happy. Whereas most people's initial reaction is I'm so upset. That's not me. See, that's something I thought about quite a bit, to be honest, because like, obviously having, you know, as soon as you've got like a few followers on Instagram, then you become this, like you've got this social responsibility, right? You know, uh, if I, right. If I post pictures, right. With me shirt off and I'm fucking, uh, 10% 10% body fat like people there is there are a group of people who think that you're creating like body image disorders and shit like that right so that goes for everything right someone posts the fucking new car someone feels bad about themselves oh shit I'm you know I'm never gonna get that I'm never gonna have this life I'm never gonna have a girlfriend like that I'm never gonna have this and that and it becomes really like I, I just I really dislike this whole train of thought, right? Because first of all, right, if something makes you feel bad and you keep looking at it, then you know that's that's an issue for a start. You know what I mean? It's like putting your hand in the fire and just keeping it there and going, "Ah, oh, this hurts. Shit, my hand's melting." You know what I mean? That's that's the first thing. The second thing is like the issue, you can't protect people from the world, right? Now things might exacerbate people's insecurities, but they exacerbate an already existing insecurity. You can't protect people from anything that might make them feel bad. If you want to fix that, you don't it's like saying, right, I don't want my girlfriend to cheat on me. So I'm never gonna let her see any guys ever she's never going to leave the house right all right but wouldn't it be better to just have a good relationship with your girlfriend and then do you know what i mean and like there are things you, you can't protect anyone you can't protect people for being exposed same goes with like kids and stuff like for certain things like you know you can't protect people from being exposed to everything that life and society and and people are going to expose them to right and like if 
you have a problem with it or if it makes you feel a certain way, then the problem isn't the real world. It comes back to like, this is the real world. Some people are rich. Some people are fucking attractive. Like, get over it. Do you know what I mean? You might not be. Like, you might, some people, so, someone might be a, a, a 10 out of 10, right? You might be a five out of 10. Well, guess what? Loads of people are five out of 10s. There's four out of 10s. You know, I'm talking, it's a stupid example, right? Because, but rich people exist, fortunate people exist, you know, and, and like you can't go around just looking for things like to, to, to set you off. Like, do you know what I mean? This made me feel bad. That I'm like, like, and I, and again, that is really just, do you choose to, pl- to play other people's games? Right. I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like not make a video about losing body fat in case it kicks off someone's fucking complex, like someone's issue. Like now that might seem a bit like not very fucking compassionate. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, I think that's best for everyone, isn't it? In the grand scheme of things, isn't it better if you get to a point where you can open Instagram and look at a person of a rich, look at a picture of a rich fucking attractive person with everything they want in the world and shit that you're never going to have and it not make, it not ruin your day, right? Isn't it, isn't it better if you can get to that point, right? And so like the whole concept of, you know, this makes people feel bad, you know, it's like the whole in fitness, right? There's a big raging fucking raging debate about like who's natural and who's not natural and steroids. And like, does this person, they, they take steroids, but they say they don't. And so they sell supplements and there's, there's this, like there's this army of imaginary 15 year olds at home spending the mum's credit card, you know, using the mum's credit card to buy creatine and crying when they're not like Simeon Panda the next fucking day, right? There's this made-up army of fucking people, right? <laughs> These people don't exist, mate. Like, mate, I'm not saying no one's ever looked at someone and thought, oh, I'll never be like that. I felt a bit bad about themselves. But yeah, carry on, like, just carry on. You know what I mean? What are you going to do after that? Eat your breakfast and go about your day, like, you know what I mean? And, and, and like, th- this, like, see, I'm not saying that there's not that, I'm not saying that there's nothing morally objectionable about getting, you know, getting a physique through using steroids, but saying you got it through a certain supplement and using this, right? That, of course, I, I'm, that, I, I'm on board, right? That's wrong. You shouldn't do it. You'd probably, you, you'd probably have questionable ethics to some extent, right, if you do that, although people are quite... People can compartmentalize their ethical choices quite well and rationalize things quite well. So, like, you never know. People might actually, other than that, might actually be quite normal, like quite nice people, right? You know what I mean? Anyway, it's besides 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 the point, right? Either way, that's not a great thing to do, right? And so everyone should make their individual choice for whether they do it. But the point is, can you protect everyone from this or from everything? Because that's just fitness, a small sub subsection of fitness, right? Guess what, right? If you buy the aftershave, you're not going to all of a sudden be in fucking Milan wearing a suit with an attractive woman on a balcony, 
that that doesn't happen either. Do you know what I mean? And so, like, th- th- there are this is like advertising capitalism. It's just it's just how things work, right? There's always an implication. Every advert is an at least these days is an implication of like get this product, you'll feel like this, or it'll improve your life this way, or this and that. And and like there are a few things that are just like the the bare bones utility, right? You buy a vacuum cleaner, it's because it fucking sucks dust up, right? But a lot of things are lifestyle choices. You buy this car, you're gonna feel like this in it. It's this experience, right? And like a lot of those aren't really they're not real, right? Because you might buy something and you're like, oh shit, hang on a minute, it's just a fucking car, right? And you're gonna learn that, you know, pretty it might be an expensive lesson it might be a, a cheap one depending on how quick you learn it right how many cars you have to go through before you realize it's never going to be the one right um I, and like that's just part of being a grown-up part of being an adult you have to be exposed to things like not everyone in the world has your best intentions at heart all the time like sorry about that like, what do you want like do you know what I mean isn't isn't it aren't you much better off if you learn to cope with it it's like you said about before i said oh yeah you look at people who've got all these crazy lives and you said oh well, they might not be be happy because they've never had to work for it or never had to deal with anything so that's all you know well well same same for people who accept they might not be spoiled financially but they might be spoiled emotionally by like oh everything is always oh we'll protect you from everything nothing bad ever happens something happens just you know we'll sort it out your mom and dad will sort it out you know or like oh does this offend you oh get it away like you're spoiled because you you live in this world where you think oh everything's just fine for me like oh there's not i never have to deal with anything you know and it's just another way of just making people like i suppose less resilient you know you think that's why covid was such a problem for people was because that was the first test that they were forced to do in their entire life. And they said to themselves, Oh my God, like this is so awful. This is so crazy. And it has been awful and crazy, but it also is a test in a lot of ways. And that's the first time that a lot of people have had to deal with a test in life. Cause we didn't go through wars. We hadn't had plagues in a long time. So people are like, what the hell? Why Why is this happening? This is the craziest thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's hard really to categorize like people's reactions to COVID because they've been so varied across such a, such a spectrum, yeah. right? And obviously that spectrum correlates a lot with like political stance, like geographical, yeah. like age, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably true. You know, people, we, 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 you know, it's very hard to be, it's, it's it's almost a catch-22 because it's hard to be appreciative of, you know, how easy you've got it, right, uh, without having actually gone through through real hardship. Like, mm-hmm. the worst thing that's happened to, like, most people, right, most of my mates, uh, like, most people who are, you know, who live my generation who live in the UK, the worst thing that's happened is like your nan has has died or something. Do you know what I mean? It's bad, like, but that is people do die. Do you know what I mean? It's not great, but nans die, right? That's what they do. I mean, they do other shit as well, but 
that is one thing they do. The last thing usually. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, like so, so, so it's hard to really envisage, you know, what life is like. My dad is a fucking like he work. He's like he's retired now, right? But he's so like. His his work ethic to me is just like it's not like he. It's like complaining just doesn't enter his fucking head, right? Because he just grew up like super working class. Left school when he was like fourteen, worked like on a milk float, like delivering fucking milk, whatever. And then he worked from like the age of fourteen until like the age of like I think seven, early seventies, right? That's a long working life, you know what I mean? Uh, and like. And the obviously even to him, it doesn't see, because of the just relativism of your own experience to him. It doesn't, he's not like, Oh yeah, it's not, you, you don't ask him about what he did and he doesn't tell you this sob story. Like, Oh, you know, whereas me, I even feel a little bit like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I worked at McDonald's for a few years. And I feel like that's something like I've earned me fucking stripes. Do you know what I mean? I dropped fucking nuggets in a vat, man. That's it, mate. It's not hard, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's not difficult. I was paid like a lawful wage, mate, and I had normal working conditions and like, it's just normal. Do you know what I mean? But now anyone who's had a bad who's had a bad job or had any kind of like what's considered like a, like a lower skill job, right? They put it in the fucking X Factor story. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, look at me, I'm a YouTuber now, but I used to do this, you know, when I used to work in this factory or I used to do that. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know. And so, like, you can only ever live in the world that you live. You can only ever experience it through your own fucking lens, right? And it's hard to do that, yet try and be you know, empathetic to other people's experiences and try and kind of get some kind of perspective on what it would be like if, if you weren't so fortunate or if you were in someone else's shoes, it's a, it's a difficult, you know, it's not that it's hard for you to imagine in that very moment. Right. Because the charity advert comes on the screen. There's a fucking thirsty donkey that's carrying eight things up a, mountain or something you're like shit i'm gonna to donate to this donkey man do you know what i mean you text somewhere and it's you know you send a fiver to someone right because you can empathize at that very moment right but the the trick is always keeping things at the forefront of your mind it's not the feet everyone's capable of watching like a sad like watching some footage of a war zone and thinking like shit this shit's terrible man you know and, and being saddened and touched by it right but like, how well can you keep these this perspective? You know, when you when you're partying in fucking Vegas or some shit like that, how well can you keep it? Like, and that's true for a million things, isn't it? How well can you keep your perspective for for because it, the, the clear thought is easy, right? But 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 keeping it is is difficult, right? Keeping the perspective that you are able to achieve at, temporarily keeping that and, and having that in moments when it matters is difficult, right? You know, cause you can sit there, you're, you're in the fucking bath. You've got some candles going and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't worry about things, man. 
there's nothing to worry. Oh, why did I get worked up about that? That was stupid. You know, it's when I put it all into perspective, it's, you know, this, it was a silly thing to worry about. And then next minute, some, you, you, you're busy. There's shit. You got a fucking deadline or something like that. The phone's ringing. There's, you're doing this, you're doing that. And you, and you're worried about something, man. You're like, shit. And then like, you can't just fucking, you can't just get there. You can't just snap back to, it's difficult, man. But having that, but it's it's also a skill. Like it's also something that I think you can practice. And if you get able to 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 keep things, like it's like as if you could if you could write like ten things and just have them fucking etched into your into your vision, right? And just click that, and they go boom. You know, don't worry about this because it's pointless, et cetera, et cetera. Right? You got ten things, right? What would the ten things be, man? It's a good it's a good question to ask yourself, isn't it? Man? Maybe I'll write them down. Who knows, right? But if you could keep those things, then how different would your life be? You know, you wouldn't get worried about shit. You wouldn't get angry about shit and worried about shit. You'd 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 be better for other people. You'd be more compassionate. You'd be, you know, that's the different. That's the difficulty. though. just pimp. Just 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 keeping things, keeping all the shit you already know there when you need it. <laughs> I think that's why we have such reverence and respect for. Navy SEALs and people who have gone through war are difficult because we know inherently that they can't just turn it off. They've seen their friends die. They've seen how they've had to kill somebody or that can't ever not be in their conscious. And so inherently there's a, a level of respect for that because we can never have that. So they'll always have that empathy They'll or they'll at least have their friend dying in right next to them and so we inherently say okay like we respect that mm-hmm. you know yeah suppose that's the other end of the, the instead of trying to remember things it's like things you can't not remember really isn't it i suppose it's just the other end of the, the coin is the experience same, is two so sides of the same coin yeah 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 this has been a pleasure, my friend. The longest podcast yeah, that it. I've Was it? I've recorded. Okay. Where should we send somebody to let them know that you enjoyed it? If they're still listening to this point, uh, where do you want to hear from people? Where's the best uh, place? I don't really, you know, whatever. If people want to find me, you can find me. I don't care about. I don't, I don't care, care about, about the plug, man. <laughs> I don't care about the plug. If you want to, if you want to find me, then say what's up. That's it. Man. Sweet. Thanks for well, the, if you are if you have made it this far, then I appreciate you listening to me ramble for so long because uh, you know I understand that I say certain words quite frequently. I say mate a lot and like a lot and you know what I mean a lot and I understand that, that can be moderately perturbing for certain individuals. So I appreciate you listening so far and I hope it, I hope I didn't waste your time as well. I hope it was blunt enough for everyone. And also thanks for having me. I certainly enjoyed it and my pleasure. <laughs> And we'll we'll put your links below and plug you up. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Joe Delaney is my hero. 